You're fat. You so drink anyone. Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have no money. I would marry you. You're a tequila lover. You're a disco party. You're the Chargers. Number one fan. You're a Catches, it's your favorite single gal, Erin, who transformed in front of your eyes, got reeled in in front of your ears, and had an overall aha moment that changed everything. Ladies, before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self-love. Self-love is power bait. It helped me reel in what I believe to be a keeper, but even the best fisherwomen have to recognize when it's time to catch and release. You're tuned in to another episode of You're Such a Catch, a podcast dedicated to helping you realize the catch that you are. We do not have to be defined by our relationship status nor conform to societal norms. All we have to do is be ourselves. Last week, I shared how I'm claiming community. In this current season of life, I'm leaning into support, and the support I've received has been from women who were once strangers, who've now become friends and were divinely placed in my life at the right place, right time. Based upon the DMs and the completed community questionnaires I've received, it sounds like I'm not alone. You're craving and wanting to claim community too. For those of you who said, I am your community, oh girl, I can't even. Don't make me tear up. I see the need, I hear the need, I have the need too, so I'm making this a priority. I'm shopping platforms to ensure I arrive at the right one, one that has all the functionality we need. I'm compiling your responses to uncover common themes, ideas, and suggestions so that this sisterhood serves all of us involved. I will share more with you as this project progresses, and I'll let you know how to apply if you're ready to join. I was talking to one of my coaching clients this week, sharing with her in detail, and she lit up. She said, I need this community. I do too. It's coming. (laughs) Ah, Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Dominique DeVita. She's a transformational Tantra coach and nurse. Her mission is to help you live life fully from a place of magic, love, and abundance. She teaches you how to get off the best while getting the most out of life. I know I have your undivided attention now. All right, before we get to it, please make sure you've subscribed on whatever podcast player you tune in on. You aren't going to want to miss a thing. If you find this episode helpful, please share it on your Instagram or with a friend or maybe a significant other, someone who could benefit from the message. There's also a downloadable worksheet that corresponds with today's episode. If you want to follow along, take action and evoke change, click on the link in the episode notes to download and print the form. Okay, so Davida, you tell me, like, what is a Tantra coach? Like, tell me all the things. What, what is that you do? And, like, when I was growing up, this was not an option. This was not like, oh, do you want to be a teacher? Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a Tantra coach? Like, I didn't know that existed. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> if I would have known, I would have been doing this a long time ago. Oh, really? So this wasn't your original path. No, it wasn't. My original path was that I was a nurse. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So tell me, how did we pivot into this? Like, how did you discover this and, and feel like it was a passion and tugging on your heart? Great question. Well, first to share, I began nursing school when I was 19. I was a nurse when I was 19. So I've been a nurse for over 30 years. And growing up in Texas and living in the Bible Belt where people could be really repressive about things, it was like if you really wanted to help humanity and healing, it was like you're going to be a doctor or a nurse. Mm -hmm. And I was a single mom. And so even though a lot of the doctors I worked with were like, you're smart enough. You should be going to medical school. Why aren't you smarter than the doctors here? Why aren't you doing that? But it was just that my life was different with being a single mom and medical school takes up so much of your life. And now as I look back, I'm so glad that I didn't do that path because Mm -hmm. I think with all the debt you get with medical school, I would have like (laughs) stuck to it a little longer, even though my heart would be pulling me a different way. And so everything, you never know why your path is the way your path is. But I was always super fascinated when I first became a nurse with the heart. There were two areas. Mm. I worked coronary care unit. And my first reason to go into nursing was labor and delivery. When I had my daughter, like bringing new life into the world was such a beautiful thing to witness. And I was like, I want to do like those two things. And I ended up just going into cardiac stuff. And I was super fascinated with the heart, everything about it. And then later when I was introduced to Tantra and I understand how it helps you have a heart opening. I went from like saving lives to saving sex lives and, and helping people open their hearts. I used to assist with, I have a special training where I can take the role of an assisting surgeon. So I would help with open heart surgeries. And now I'm like, oh, wow. oh Tantra is the tools that really open people's hearts. And so yeah. that's why I shifted and I've gone here and I'm like, this is probably what I was meant to do all along on a soul level, but at the time and the awareness level, I didn't even know that this was a possibility. But then when I had my own personal transformation and metamorphosis, like the, the caterpillar to the butterfly, it was Tantra that did that for me. And I was so fascinated too with butterflies, like obsessed with butterflies. My friends would gift me things with butterflies. And I kept feeling like I'm a I'm, I'm going to emerge the butterfly, but I just couldn't figure it out. And I kept reading self-help books and trying to figure out ways to create change and change some of my unhealthy patterns or mm-hmm. how I could anger easy, right? And I would see that that was there, but I just didn't know how to get there. And yeah. then Tantra got me there. Thank goodness. So that's wow. how that journey unfolded for me. And now I'm just super passionate about helping other people open themselves up. And while Tantra, a lot of us think Tantra is about sex. And Mm -hmm. the byproduct of Tantra is that when you are able to work through a lot of your emotional traumas, you're able to recognize unhealthy relationship patterns. You do a lot of self-love, which is pink Tantra, and you have all this healing. And then with working with your energy centers and opening your mind and expanding your consciousness and awareness, and you know how to have deep intimacy within yourself, then you have better intimacy, connection, Mm -hmm. love, compassion with someone else, which makes you a better lover. And then when your sexual energy isn't repressed and stagnant and you're not living in shame or disconnecting from your sexual energy, which I do want to share with everyone here, your sexual energy is your most creative energy. It's your life force energy. You're literally creative from sexual energy. So there should be no shame in such creation. There should be no shame in that, right? Yeah. So whenever you're able to tap in and connect again to your sexual energy and help that, that energy move through your body in a really healthy way, then you actually also understand and can connect to the energy of a lover 
And that increases the passion and the pleasure whenever you're together. Mm -hmm. So, so many levels to this. I'm excited to have this conversation. So many levels and so much to unpack there. First off, I just want to commend you for being on this journey of discovering yourself and what your purpose is and being open to all the ways that the universe will kind of guide you there. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of the conversations that I'm having lately with even like coaching clients are around this and everybody wants to hone in on their purpose and and wants to be living that out on a day-to-day. And it sounds like you originally thought like, oh, I want to help others and I want to help others by being a nurse. And then it just kind of like opened this door to this whole other realm of possibility. And now, like you said, you're helping people find self-love, you're helping people save their sex lives, you're you're doing all these things, which is unbelievable and amazing. So if somebody doesn't know the exact definition of Tantra, like what, how could you summarize that? Well, Tantra is, comes from India, the lineage, and it's a Sanskrit word, which means like weaving or looming and like bringing, you know, and that's just merging and bringing things together. And initially Tantra was intended to help expand your consciousness. So if you just think of like a Buddhist monk or someone that's really wanting to have in those high states of Nirvana and Zen states and enlightenment, they would use these techniques to master the energy within their body so that they could have this expansion and a higher consciousness states. And Mm. initially these practices were not even used by women. They were not allowed to be used by women. And so then whenever you unlock all of this stuff within yourself, that makes you, that does everything within you or your relationships because you start healing that relationship within yourself. Right? So What I love about Tantra is what it really does, though, when you get past like the wordage of it, just the word, it's really the ability to connect to your body using your five senses. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times, even when we approach sex, we approach like from our logical mind and we can be overthinking, we can have sex be performative, we can be thinking about how does my body look in this moment and all all these things, or we're worried about what they're thinking And we don't even know how to have intimacy or soulful connections with someone else. And so a lot of times when we're having sex, it's on a very superficial level, like skin to skin, but we don't know how to meet one another soul to soul. Yet we want a soulmate, but we only know how to relate to one another in a superficial way, right? Mm -hmm. So Tantra helps you like stop staying in your logical mind in lovemaking and drop down into your body with all of your five senses and experience heightened pleasure and connection. And it's just like what Marvin Gaye would sing about sexual healing is what Tantra offers you. So the majority of people that you work with, are they in a relationship or are they on a self-discovery journey? Majority of people are single that I work with Mm -hmm. or I do work with couples, but another beautiful thing that I support people with is if they are in relationships, sometimes just one person will work with me. Sometimes their spouse or partner will know, other times they won't. And it is amazing to see how the relationships start to change because relationships are just reflecting back to us. They're just a mirror for us. And when we start Mm -hmm. to change within ourselves, then we bring a different energy and we are able to connect differently with our lovers and approach our relationship in a, in a more loving way. And then that impacts the relationship. And it's like this ripple effect. 
And so yeah. it's really beautiful to see how even if like one woman that I coached, her husband didn't know she was working with me, but she was really heavy in her masculine energy. She was mm. very much like dominating and controlling everything. And she wanted the help, but she was just like very perfectionist. And like, I just want to make sure everything's done right. And for our three-year-old daughter, everything has to be right. And at the time he was experiencing like signs of depression and he was oversleeping. He used to be really fit and he wasn't working out. He had gained weight. He was very sluggish and these other things and that were happening. And I said, I think because you're not trusting him to do some things like if he pat example, if he packs your daughter's lunch, what's the worst thing's going to happen? I mean, yeah. is your daughter not going to survive it? Do you know what I'm saying? If he yeah. misses something and do you not trust him with your daughter? So when you think you have to control every minor detail, mm-hmm. How does the masculine, how does the man show up in relationship to you? Because he doesn't really feel that needed. Because it's like, oh, we've got it. We're doing everything. And the men, the masculine energy, they want to be able to show up for us. Mm -hmm. We have to step back and be able to receive that and surrender. And I was like, just try and do a few little things and change some things up and allow him to show up. He may just yeah. be oversleeping because he doesn't even feel needed. You're not, he's not feeling valued. He wants to show up and support you. And when she like loosened those reins and she let go of that control, the relationship changed so much. And he started planning amazing like picnics for them and so many beautiful wow. things. And then uh-huh. some of the passion had gone away in the relationship. And then she messaged, she's like, oh my gosh, she surprised me and ravished me in the shower today. And all these things like he was back. Yeah. And so then I guided her on that and it was so interesting. And she was very smart about not letting him know what he was doing, but it was almost like he sensed some things. And then he was, he had a conversation. He was like, I think maybe we should learn Tantra. And she was like, <laughs> she's like, how, how do you know? <laughs> right. But it, so it was really amazing. And then another yeah. couple that I support they're in their sixties. And like, she was really shy to work with me and talk about sex or sexual challenges but she was very supportive of her husband. And so whenever he would have sessions with me, he would be like, oh, I just want to thank you. And my wife says to thank you. And now he's Uh literally having better sex with his wife at 60 than when they were 30. He was Mm -hmm. being prescribed Viagra and Viagra was failing him and he wasn't able to have intimacy with his wife. And his wife was very disappointed with that. She wanted to have that connection with him. And now he's like, I have like hour long sessions with my wife before work. She has six to eight orgasms at a time. He's like, I feel so much. Mm -hmm. He's like, and I was ready to go again the uh, next day. She was like, I need to do something so I can keep up with you. (laughs) And he was like, I feel so much power in my penis. I wish I discovered this 15 years ago. But then even going deeper than that, Aaron, when I supported him on the journey, we went through some things like some familial wounding some old trauma that he had, the mother wound where he felt like his mother never loved him. He was never able to grieve the loss of his mother. And he was able to cry for the first time during one of our sessions and realize that his mother did love him and Uh just profound healing. And his wife thanked him one day. She was like, thank you for allowing me to really get to know you because they've been married for over 30 years. They had raised his son together, but there's still these walls. The patriarchy doesn't just repress women. It represses men too. And men think they always have to be so tough and not show their emotions and be guarded and always be strong. And it puts a lot of pressure on them. And whenever he was able to let his walls down, experience intimacy and really allow himself to be fully seen by her, it enriched the relationship in so many ways. And he texted me recently was like, through the work, I continue to do the practices that you taught me. And I'm now a new person for myself. I'm a new partner for my spouse. 
And yeah. then he'll message me like, oh, my wife is so blissed out. And, and we would just want to thank you. Like I get the sweetest text from my clients. It just lights oh my me gosh. up. I'm sure. Yeah. It's that transformation. So it just, even the support, just one person showing up can impact both, both people. people in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I find that so interesting. And, and what I am hearing here, even though there's this common kind of subject matter around sex in the act, but like the intimacy is really where it's at and, and experience this like true intimacy, because I think it is hard to let our guard down. And as human beings, we want to be accepted. And sometimes we get this kind of notion that if I let down my guard and I share all my deepest, darkest secrets or fears or whatever is happening, the turmoil inside, my partner or somebody may not accept me for that. And so I love that you're doing this deep, deep work, but then it has all these benefits. It's almost like a domino effect. Yes. Because everything touches everything. And so how we do one thing is how we do everything whatever's showing up for you in the bedroom is often showing up for you in the boardroom is showing up in life and other areas of your world. So if you're feeling, you know, if you're afraid to fully be seen or if you're, you're very much a perfectionist, you know what I'm saying? Or if you have performance anxiety or other things are popping up for you, how, where else is that showing up mm -hmm. for you in your life is a good question to ask yourself. And so often as a tribe, like to survive, we needed to be approved by others. Mm -hmm. We saw we, their approval was important for us to survive because when back in the day or caveman days, if we didn't belong to a tribe, we wouldn't be able to get food. We wouldn't have protection yeah. or shelter. And so if we were ostracized by the tribe, we literally could not survive. So we're hardwired for this. So it's really important that we realize that we're safe and that it's okay to share these things. And then it doesn't mean that we won't survive. It's not going to be the death or the end of us. It actually mm -hmm. can be such a beautiful beginning when we allow our walls to be dropped, our armor to drop, the masks to fall away. And it's so liberating to allow ourselves to fully be seen and also have that compassion to fully see people who, for who they really are instead of the facade that we put yeah. up through everywhere from Instagram, through filters, through all these ways that we create illusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to be more honed in on your personal journey, right? And whether you're single or you are in a relationship, what are some ways to kind of start that dialogue or feel more comfortable talking about these types of things? I want to understand your question better to talk to your lover about sex or to talk about what things would we be talking about? I think just to embrace more of our sexuality, whether we're in a relationship or not, I think oftentimes we see something in a movie or on TV and we expect like, that's how it should feel for me, right? And we all know that that's not reality. That's acting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we, I, I've had this discussion quite a bit lately around even sex in the city, right? Have you been watching the new and just like that? Have you seen it? I have not. I've heard some bits of it and I had heard something about how Carrie's supposed to be sex positive and then she's being interviewed or something and she's uncomfortable talking about masturbation. It's like, really? She's supposed to be sex positive and speaking and she can't talk about that? Like, that seems so weird. But I haven't watched it, but I used, before Chandra, I was legit like Samantha on Sex in the City. Okay. That's how I navigated my life. And then with Tantra, I was like, oh, 
I can't put a body condom on my on my lover and protect myself from their bad vibes. So I need to be more selective and aware and not be as so casual about my sex. Like who am I right. allowing in my most intimate spaces? So now my rule for that is I don't want to be with someone unless I would like to be like that person. So I watch them and I'm aware of like, oh, what is their self-care like? What is their self-love game like? How do they nourish their bodies? Do they meditate? Do they have road rage? How do they treat others? Like <laughs> I want to know. Before, and it's not to say someone needs to be perfect. We're all imperfectly perfect. We're here having a human experience. But do you at least have an awareness of the challenges that you have or the traumas that you've been through and how they show up in your relationships and are you at least doing something to give that some loving attention and to get some support with that so you can break those patterns and cycles. Mm -hmm. And what I just heard you say is like having a one night stand or meeting somebody for the first time and taking them home, like you're not going to know those things, right? And I think that's the environment that we're kind of in if you're a single person in this dating world, right? There's so much about a dating app where you're connecting based upon an aesthetic and you're meeting up and there is sexual tension or chemistry or whatnot. And that translates to, okay, you're coming home with me and now you've done whatever, but all those things that you just mentioned before giving yourself to somebody else, like you haven't even explored, like you don't even know their favorite color or their middle name or anything really. I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's exactly. interesting. Yeah. So, so how did you make that pivot to, okay, I really want to get to know somebody on a deeper level and create this intimacy with them before we take our relationship to the next level sexually? Well, great question, Erin. So the first thing I did is when I first had the experience of having a lover that had studied Tantra and I had my awakening, and I talk about that in another video on my YouTube that your listeners can check out, and it's about my first soulgasm. And that really changed my life. That's when I had like this awakening and it was very healing, very therapeutic, just like Marvin Gaye would sing about, right? And when I, I dated that person for a bit of time, but then I noticed that some of my old patterns and my ways of dating and relationships were popping up for me, or I would be triggered by certain things. And I used to jump from one relationship to another relationship quite often and pretty much not even quite often, like 99.9% of the time. And I used to have this old saying, like the best way to get over a man is to get under one and not mm -hmm. being aware that I was just taking my baggage. And then I was taking that hurt and into a new relationship. And so I was like, you know what? I need to press pause for a hot second and see what the fuck I'm doing here. And I started learning more about Tantra and working with one aspect of Tantra, which is pink Tantra. And that focuses on self-love. So I did this big self-love journey and started doing some white Tantra practices as well with meditation and breath work. And I just started focusing in on myself and trying to recognize what were the patterns that I was having in the partners I was dating. Because mm. often we can think like, oh, men are the same. All oh, women are the same. Well, sometimes we just keep showing up the fucking same in every new relationship, right? So what yeah. is the common denominator, right? Mm -hmm. So... I had to say, and it's not to say that our partners or people we date don't bear some weight or responsibility to what's happening, but why am I still attracting these same types of people? And I'll be like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. 
I'm done, break up, right? And then next, and then the next thing is the same thing because I haven't fixed that pattern within me. So law of attraction, like attracts like, mm-hmm. I'm just attracting the same thing in some different mm-hmm. wrapping and packaging. And then I unpack that and it's the same fucking shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like, <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day or something. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what's happening? So then I had to realize I need to see what the pattern is and, and notice and what can I, what needs to change to keep that pattern from continuing to break the cycle and then approach dating in a different way. And when I took, I was celibate for almost a year and I just did amazing like self-pleasure rituals with Tantra and a lot of things and did a real deep healing journey on myself. And then when I emerged from that, I was attracting better lovers. I was having mm-hmm. better experiences because I had elevated and raised my vibration. And when we raise our vibration, again, like attracts like, we are going to attract higher vibrational people. If we lack self-love, we're going to attract lovers often that lack self-love. Just to be aware of that. And that's how it started switching. And then not being as impulsive because I'm a Scorpio. I'm born on Halloween. or the sex sign of the Zodiac. So I was very carefree. I was like, I'm a nurse. As long as I know that you've been tested and we're using protection. like, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to catch feelings because I was very my masculine and very guarded then. Mm-hmm. They would be, they would be, I would like flip the script. They would be like, it's not nice that you don't call me back. Or I would like to date or something. I'm like, no, I'm good. And it yeah. was just that way of like being so tough and acting like I didn't need anyone Mm-hmm. And so I had to switch those aspects of myself and then I could approach relationships in a healthier way. But first I had to have a healthy relationship with myself mm-hmm. and I had to date myself and I had to love myself and I had to show the universe. This is how I want a lover to treat me by demonstrating yeah. that to myself. So we often look outside of ourselves to feel love to feel valued and to be more attractive. We're like, I need to like have this plastic surgery. I need to have this fancy clothing. I need to have a thousand dollar handbag. I need to have this status symbol. I need to buy that flashy car. I need to have these things. So I give the illusion that I have my Mm -hmm. shit together on the outside, but this Tantra helps you work on the inside. And it's really an inside game because your outer world is just a reflection of your inner world. So when we want to really change our outer world, it's not buying a bunch of shit. It's Mm -hmm. like, what can we do to change our inner world so then we're experiencing a different world around us? Yeah. And I just feel like right now I just need to be like, drop mic because I think you just said it all right there. And what I love is that we've never spoken before in great length, right? But like- We have not. Right. I mean, this is the first time we're truly connecting and having a conversation. And what you just summarized in that last point is exactly the journey that I have been on because I was married and I got divorced and then I made some poor choices coming out of it again, doing what you just said, attracting the same type of man, right? And not really understanding that the reason I wasn't able to find the man that I was looking for, it wasn't because I was 10 pounds overweight or where where I physically live and it's just dating's bad in LA, but I needed to do the work on myself. And I think that so often that is such a daunting task. And so we do grasp for things outside of us. Oh, I'll just try this. That's probably the answer. But it's not until we can actually look inward and start to really kind of peel back those layers. And it sounds that that is exactly what you did on your journey. And just funny to me, I mean, beautiful actually, that 
this is the journey I'm on. And I'm still peeling back the layers and learning. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a never ending process, right? Healing is kind of like a spiral and you can go visit things back again at a different level of awareness. Mm -hmm. And then you just kind of revisit it and you have a new awareness about it. Just like if you, on my healing journey or as we grow, if we go back and even read an old book, I'll Mm -hmm. be like, I know I read this book and I did not even notice that statement. But right now this is really hitting me like this resonates with me deeply, but I just didn't even have the awareness to take in what it was trying to share with me at the time. And I couldn't unpack that or sit with it in that moment. And then also healing is like a onion, again, like peeling back mm-hmm. the layers, but layers, but also you being attracted, we, we connected through Instagram, but us having an attraction with not having a conversation is just that same thing of like attracting like, and me mm-hmm. understanding the journey you're on and that you're being on this path. Then of course, like we, the universe brings us together in that together. way. And so I really, yeah. I really love that you're going through this process. And when I first, I'm from Texas. But I was in Los Angeles when I first had my awakening when this happened. And the ah. person that I was with, actually, we met in LA, but he was from, he's from Texas. And so that's where it began. But man, when I first got to LA and I was doing some pinup modeling and art and nude modeling and stuff in Los Angeles and burlesque performing and things like that. And I was like a kid in a candy store with all the male models I was around. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dream so, true, huh? It's like it, yes, yeah, definitely. I felt like a kid in a candy store, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's just temptation everywhere." <laughs> and so, but this was a really, this was a really profound thing for me that really changed, game changer for me, and I'm forever changed grateful. It completely even changed my life path. So, such deep healing yeah. here for everyone. Oh my gosh, and it's so much more than sex. It does make sex better, which is fun, mm-hmm. but it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. So I have so many questions. I'm like, where do I even begin? But so when you are tapping into your sexuality and you're being more expressive and you're willing to have those conversations or just kind of be more free with yourself, I'm thinking about that in terms of relationships and a lot of the discussions I've been having with women who are kind of going through breakups or having even trust issues with their partner kind of shine some light on that because I'm wondering the more you hone in to your sexuality, the more I'm assuming that that can be felt by other people. Yes. You radiate a different vibration. Absolutely. And then if you're in a committed relationship, how do you kind of honor that? Or do you, are you of the belief that we, there isn't just like one person for us? Great question. Initially, because Scorpios are also very jealous, I was very much into monogamy. It was like zero monogamy. It was like one monogamous relationship after another monogamous relationship. And so if I was really having a deep relationship with someone, I preferred for it to be monogamous. And then with Tantra, I think a lot of people have a fear with Tantra, like it's just all about swingers and things like this. And Mm -hmm. not necessarily, of course, if someone wants to be in a swinger community and they want to have more stamina and better sex, they're going to want to learn Tantra, but it's not that Tantra is encouraging those things of you, right? And, hmm, I learned one of the teachers, main teachers or masters of Tantra is Osho, and he has an amazing quote. I'll try to sum it up the best I can, but basically like if you love a flower, you don't pick the flower because when you pick the flower, it dies. 
Mm. So how often in relationship do we feel like relationships are about being possessive and ownership of the other person and not allowing them to have their free will on their journey? And so if you really love someone, you're not going to just hold them hostage in a way, you know what I mean? But you can create healthy boundaries within that. So I have explored open relationships since then. Sometimes that has been great. Other times I was not open to it because I felt that the lover that I was with was kind of like, he had all these amazing Tantra abilities and everything. And I felt like he was kind of operating, like rescuing women that had had a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. because he could provide this amazing healing through having sex with him. And I was just like, if you're the other people that you're being with are very traumatized or have, and they're just unpacking that sexual trauma and they're in traumatic states. I don't want you bringing that energy back to me. So then I was like, all right, that doesn't work for me. And then later I had an open relationship with someone that had an open relationship with their person and knew that. And he was very respectful to them and me. And it was just like, there was a lot of love that he had for Mm -hmm. her and that he had for me. And it was open. And I knew that he wasn't just being with everyone. I really appreciated that a lot. And that was a really beautiful relationship. And the other piece of that is how often do we pretend we're having a monogamous relationship, but people aren't being monogamous and keeping their truth. So I would much rather a man be honest with me and say, I want to do this, this, and this. But so often when men would be with me, they're like, oh, I don't want anyone else to get some of this. So let's be Mm -hmm. monogamous. And I would agree to that. And then I would find out later they weren't being monogamous. This is before Tantra. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, hey, like, that's not fair. Like I'm over here navigating my life and making these decisions and you're not honoring what the, is the agreement, right? So I right, think you just have right. to have an agreement and have a conversation and be like, okay, also be aware of the people you're being with are using protection when you're with them. Like those are conversations to have. And then currently now I'm in a monogamous relationship and I'm really enjoying that. So I think you just have to see what's present for you in that moment, how, what your mm-hmm. expectations are of the relationship and what works for both of you and honor that. And a book, when I have clients that are trying to navigate if they want to have open relationships or open up their marriage is a book by Don Miguel Reese, The Four Agreements, because it really, when he, what he shares in there is really like, are these really truly your beliefs or is this something that you've been conditioned or programmed to believe by society, by religion, by your parents? Like, is this really your truth? First sit with that. What's yeah. true for you and what do you really need? instead of what does everyone else think that I should do. Mm -hmm. And when you also think about monogamous relationships and how that was structured so long ago, hundreds of years ago, the lifespan was 40 years. So of course it's easy to be monogamous for 40 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But mm-hmm. how often do we change and grow, evolve in a marriage and in a relationship? If mm-hmm. the marriage is going to last for past 20 years, we can change so much. I've changed so much from 20 to 40 And I changed Mm -hmm. so much from 40 to 50, right? Mm -hmm. So we're continuing to grow. So is that partner someone that is also on a growth journey? And can they honor that growth instead of being intimidated by it? Those are a lot of things I think I went. It's so good. I mean, it's so deep. And I love these really deep discussions because these are real life issues that people are dealing with. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. You said, well, 
how many people think they're in a monogamous relationship, but they're really not. And I mean, again, like these conversations that are coming up in client discussions and in just girlfriend chatter at over happy hour are like trust. And I think even things like social media have made that different, right? Now, everybody is so accessible and it's very easy to be stimulated by something that you see and to slide into somebody's DMs or whatever. And and you didn't have that access before, right? You had to have somebody's phone number and then, or like run into them somewhere. And they had to be in your immediate proximity or you traveling Mm -hmm. somewhere, but now the whole world is at our fingertips. Absolutely. And so it adds this different dynamic and it also makes you go back and question, like you just mentioned, is this my belief? Or is this a belief that I've taken on because of my upbringing or what I think society should dictate as, as being the right way or whatnot? So, yeah. which also lends me to, so do you also work with same-sex partners? Yes. Okay. Tell me a little bit about that because I feel like, well, I, I mean, I, I love the community first and foremost, and they're, they're amazing. And my best friend, Aaron, it's very beautiful. He's been in his marriage for, I think, like 10 years now, and they're a lovely couple. And they really taught me a lot about true love and partnership. And I kind of grew up in a conservative town, and then I went to private school. And so I wasn't really open to that. But being able to see it firsthand, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, I want to emulate a lot of what they have in their relationship in my own. And so tell me a little bit about working with like same-sex couples. I love working with same-sex couples and it just helps them to have more intimacy and connection. And there's several misconceptions about Tantra. One is that you need a partner to begin. You don't. It starts with you, begins with you. There's amazing solo practices for Tantra. I delayed my journey by a solid decade by thinking I needed to have the person to do this with me. And then thinking that Tantra is just for, because if you look at the old art depictions and things like that, it's just, oh, this is only for heterosexual couples. It's not because we're working with the energy of the sex, working with self-love and we have sexual energy within us, whether we're male or female, same sex, opposite sex. And it's just important to work with our polarity and our energies to create that spark in the relationship. So it was one of us being more in our masculine energy, one of being more in the feminine energy and those kind of dynamics. But it's the same because we're really, I'm working with you on a soul level. So all of the things about, are you gay? Are you straight? What is your religion? What is your race? Like that stuff falls away because we're like getting down to the core essence of who we be, who we are Mm -hmm. and working with a lot of those traumas or those wounds that can happen for everyone. But I think also sometimes in, in the communities or LGBTQ, there's a lot more shame about things like that. Mm -hmm. And shame can really impact, it impacts all of us across the board, but shame can really impact also same sex couples because of how society treats them. And when we have shame about that, that can also impact our ability to experience pleasure because we're feeling shame about our pleasure, shame or what we're doing. We think it's wrong or dirty or taboo. So I'm just here to kind of free people from the bondage of shame mm-hmm. so that they can really be in their fullest expression and thrive in their lives is so important and so key. Yeah. 
I'm thinking another kind of segment of people who've experienced some sort of sexual assault as well, right? Like you have to heal from that wound, but it's like you shouldn't be deprived the privilege of those type of experiences moving forward just because you experienced that. And I'm sure that has to be part of kind of some work that you're doing and helping people heal from those type experiences. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely, because pleasure is medicine. So it's really important that we don't disconnect and we don't deny ourselves pleasure just because we've had a traumatic experience because your body is wired to experience pleasure. And so you experiencing pleasure in your body, there should be no shame in that. If anyone deserves to enjoy your body, it's you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like your phone's going to ring off the hook after this episode. (laughs) I feel like everybody's going to be like, Davida, I need your help. (laughs) Right away, right away. Yes, yes. And also the, one of the things that I want to add about the monogamy is, or like having relationships or open relationships, whenever you have tantra experiences with a lover and you're able to really connect deeply with them on a soul level, the jealousy and things kind of fall away because you have such a deep, profound connection and understanding with that person that you're like, you know what? There's no way, like, even if there was someone else, there's no way it's going to be this special thing that I share with them. And I'm not, because I think a lot of times we think we're going to lose someone. We have that fear or we feel like we're competing with someone. And it's like, there's no way to compete with that. Like, that's amazing. We have this beautiful bond and connection that transcends everything. And so I'm so sure with that connection with that person and I fully have seen them on a soul level and they've seen me on a soul level and we've connected in such a deep, profound way. Like even in different lifetimes, we're still going to have this love. Like that bond is so strong, which is also why if people are considering divorce and they come to work with me, I always do want to check first. Is there some really unhealthy things happening in this relationship, like some abuse or something that makes it not safe? Because if that's present, you should just get your divorce. And I don't want to, and be sure that you really want to stay with this person because the things that I'm going to teach you and guide you both to experiencing together are going to connect you to this person so deeply. You want to be sure that this is someone that you really want to have that deep soul level connection and bonding Mm -hmm. with. And so Mm -hmm. it just takes your relationships to a whole other dimension and level and kind of untouchable. Like it's, it gives you such a peace of mind because you're like, this is such an amazing thing. I mean, I don't even need to, why would I worry? Like I'm almost, I'm mind blown. I even experienced this with this person. So I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's, a game, it's a game changer. Oh my gosh. It's a relationship I, changer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if somebody does want to work with you, how do they get in contact with you and what's that process look like? Great question. Thank you. So my website is yestantra.com and my social medias are at yestantra. My YouTube's yestantra, clubhouse yestantra. And on my Instagram and everything, all my links are in my profile. You can request through my website or my social media links. You can request a 30 minute discovery call with me, a complimentary call. So we can see exactly where you are in your journey, what blocks you're having, intimacy blocks, what's holding you back, or is everything great, but you just want to level up and expand on that and then see what goals you have in mind and then co-create and work together to say, which one of my coaching programs would best serve you. That's with Mm one-to-one coaching. I also have group coaching where I have like the orgasmic manifestation method coaching program. And I have a new intro to Tantra course, which is just a six week 
module of me recording, me coaching on different things with Tantra and you have lifetime access and you can go at your own pace. And so that's a mm. great way if you're not quite sure make, making such a huge investment one-to-one to really start being empowered by these foundations of Tantra. And then I have master classes like on female orgasm, male stamina, I have a self-love ebook, a lot of other goodies. And in January, I'm going to be having a masterclass on how to let go of shame. And I may Mm. be continuing that because one thing that I'm noticing when I work with people and talk with people, the common thread through a lot of these things that hold people back from having intimacy, pleasure, deep relationships, so many things, reaching their goals is shame. I want to bring some awareness to that and talk with that and just guide people on how they can break free from that because that's such a heavy burden to carry and just let that load down so your life your you can feel lighter energetically and and live life your heart desires like really pursue your passions without being shamed or even shaming negative self-talk or being worrying because why do we worry so much about what other people think they're not they're not paying our bills. Yeah. They're not living our lives. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, it's true. Yeah. Like, are I we being mm-hmm. true to ourselves? That's the number one yeah. question. Not like, what will the neighbors think? Mm-hmm. No. So. Oh my gosh, this is so good. This is so good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like I could talk to you for a whole other like hour. <laughs> and maybe we have to do a second thing where people write in their questions because I, I feel that. like people are probably in their head like, oh my gosh, why didn't she ask this? But that'll be next time. So Davida, thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks so much for holding space for this conversation, Erin, and just invited me to be on here. And I just want to thank all of your listeners for tuning in and being part of this conversation. If you do have questions, definitely let us know because I would love to have another episode where we get those questions answered. That's always so much fun for me. Oh my gosh. So juicy. Love it. Me too. cast some questions Davida's way and she's going to rummage through her tackle box for the answers. Hook us up with your best relationship advice. Best relationship advice is first have amazing self-love because you're not going to be able to have a loving relationship if you're giving love to your partner from scarcity. If you are always people pleasing and pouring into someone else without pouring into yourself, You're giving from an empty cup. What you should share with a partner or lover is the overflow from your cup. And if you're not, if you're giving love from scarcity, you start to build resentments. And then whenever your lover or partner is busy with something or doing something, you are, can be triggered. This is me. I'll say me. I would Mm -hmm. in past relationships be triggered and be like, I'm not getting enough attention. You don't love me. You don't care about me and make it all about me because I didn't know how to source love for myself. So if my partner or lover wasn't there validating and reaffirming to me that love, I would feel a lack of love. And so we should already source that for ourselves. And then everything else our partner has to share with us is just the overflow. It's just Mm -hmm. an abundance, a blessing above that. Just not putting everything on your partner to source everything for you, to take that responsibility. And this whole idea of like you complete me is complete BS. First, complete yourself, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. whenever you are in a relationship, you can approach relationship in a healthier way. And just giving your partner that loving compassion that you want to receive. 
What's the cringiest pickup line someone's used on you? The worst one was I was at a club and someone came up to me and asked me if I had any Mexican in me and I was like, no. And he was like, well, would you like some? That was the worst. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you say no? I definitely said no. <laughs> What's something you're going to let go of that might be holding you back from claiming what you want? I've continued to be in a process of letting go of perfectionism. And perfectionism stems from shame. Because we, we just don't want to be perceived as not being good enough or not getting something right or whatever. Something from childhood that we carry over. So letting go of perfectionism and showing up even more visibly on my social media, being in videos, doing things like that without it always having to be perfect is, is something that I'm letting go of so that I can get my message out there and reach more people because my message is bigger than me. So I need to get be sure on all levels, how am I tripping myself up and getting in my own way? And so that's one of the things. I tend to overthink things and I'm like, oh, it should look like this and get over yeah. yourself. Like it, the message is more important than my fears or whatever's trying to hold me back. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for joining Davida and me for this juicy conversation around claiming more intimacy in your life. Here are a few of my key takeaways from the episode. One, Tantra is not just about sex. It's about working through your emotional traumas, recognizing unhealthy relationship patterns, and practicing self-love. Two, Pink Tantra is self-love and will help you open your energy centers and your mind expanding your consciousness and awareness while allowing deeper intimacy within yourself. Three, often sex is only thought of in a performative way. Thinking about how our bodies look in the moment. When we're having sex, it's on a superficial level, skin to skin. And although we desire this ideal of a soulmate, we're unable to connect on a soul to soul level because we're stuck in our logical mind. Tantra helps free you from your logical mind so you can experience pleasure and connection with all five senses. Four, how we do one thing in life is how we do everything. Meaning whatever is showing up for you in the bedroom is also showing up for you in the boardroom or other areas of your life. So if you're feeling anxious or afraid to be seen, it spills over. And rather than sweeping it under the rug, you can utilize Tantra to work through these feelings. Lastly, when you have a connection with someone on a soul level, feelings like jealousy don't come into play because you have such a deep understanding and bond with them. If you've enjoyed Davida and you're thinking, yes, Tantra, I've linked her social media and website in the episode notes. Next week, I'm back with a solo cast around one of my favorite things. I had to reframe the term because bucket list has such a negative connotation to it. Ugh. I claim my live list. If you don't have a live list, you need to create one ASAP. Put it out there in the universe. That's where it all begins. Then when you're presented the opportunity, walk on through that door. It's that simple. All right, ladies, I said it once and I'll say it again. Before we can reel in the catch of a lifetime, we must first bait the hook with self-love.